I gathered my children. I went back to therapy. And when, when, I, when I looked around and said, yes, this, I like me, I love me. Then the, the next thing was, how do I do this for other women? Because I know that I wasn't alone in this. And I know that not everyone has the bravery, the finances, or the willpower to get up and, and drop their kids off and, and run off to another country to, to figure it out. So how can I help them figure it out right there in Brooklyn, in Houston, in Atlanta, in Ohio, in Chicago? How? This is the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast, and I'm your host, Lucretia Thomas. On this podcast, we encourage, celebrate, and share stories from female founders that push you to stop playing it safe, build that business, and keep going. So if you're ready, let's hear the truth from the women behind the hustle. Hey, girlfriends, it's Lucretia. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. So this week on the podcast, it's going to be a little bit different. We're hosting our first ever after show. So the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast after show. I'm so excited for it. So this Thursday at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be chatting with our podcast guest for an after show and give you, the listeners, the opportunity to ask questions. If you have more like follow-up questions about the episode or something that maybe I didn't ask and you'd love to know. So I hope you're able to join us on Instagram Live um, our handle is girl. Our handle is girl behind the hustle. So join us there as we chat with our podcast guests. But first, you need to know who the guest is, right? So let me tell you a little bit about our podcast guest today. Brittany Floyd Mayo, also known as Trap Yoga Bay, has combined empowerment, self love, and her signature trap yoga style to create a powerful community called Trap Yoga Bay. After hitting a wall in her life, she dropped everything and booked a flight to China, Brazil, and India to find and define herself. When she returned, she began building a transformational community that could serve important to women through her twerk style yoga and ratchet affirmations. She has impacted over 20 million people and has been featured in partner with Forbes, Essence, Lululemon, Fast Company, Eventbrite, and so many others. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story and just learn about how she's used branding and authenticity to build her community. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being on the Girl Behind the Hustle show. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. It's 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 been a good day. I'm, I'm excited to be here and uh, get to spend time with you and exchange some energy for, for our fellow hustlers. Yes. And speaking of hustle, tell us who you are and what's your hustle. Yeah, so my name is Brittany, but I go by the moniker Trap Yoga Bay, and my hustle is Trap Yoga. Uh, I am a vinyasa style yoga instructor and mindset coach who started off with one class, ended up with an international tour, and now has a online uh, mindset and yoga community. And how'd you get started, and why yoga? Yeah, so I got started. Cause I ended right, and okay. I like to say things super dramatically like that. But really, um, I ended with the facade of who I thought I was, which was who people told me I needed to be to be happier, successful in life. And I followed a lot of those rules and 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 a lot of things uh, that were prescribed to me, and then realized that none of this shit works. Yeah, I'm not happy, and so that was that was the end of me. Uh, And then when I went on a soul search to try to figure out who I really was without all of the outside influences, 
uh, what I discovered is that yoga was a huge part of that. Yoga was one of the first times uh, I felt at home in my body and I felt like I was doing something because what it felt like for me and to me and not what it looked like to other people or not what other people told me uh, life should be like. And once I figured out uh, my lane, when I tell you I dug my heels in the ground and figured, and, and then the next hustle was uh, how do I, how do I align with the things that make me feel whole while also serving you know, other people who may, may identify with me or my story in some sort of way and, and make my success story their success story and be successful along the way in every facet of my life. So let's go back to the moment, just for people who may not know your story. Yeah. The moment that you decided to pause on everything and start traveling yeah oh so you know my story you're just trying to get yes oh, I, oh yes i read your story I know so boom, story. Right? <laughs> so boom. This, the year was 2015 right right i know seriously um in 2015 um i was i was married i had two children i was in you know wrapping up my 20s and uh, I got into just a really unhealthy, abusive um, interaction with my then husband. And it was enough that it, it really felt like a wake up call. It was like, girl, you are going to, to end up either like dead to self, meaning mentally dead or physically dead if you want, if you continue um, down this path. And I made a decision that, that that was not how I intended to live my life. That was not the life that um, that God, that universe had planned for me. And so I jumped in my car and packed up my two kids and, and left everything behind besides, you know, them and my dirty clothes. I drove 32 hours from Austin, Texas, where I lived at the time, back to my hometown of Oakland, California. And, you know, I, I left my job. I was homeless. I was sleeping on my grandmother's floor. I was crying every day. I gave myself six weeks. I said, you got six weeks. You got to, all you have to do is get up drop those babies off at school. You can come back. You can lay on the floor. You can cry. You can figure it out. Um, but but six weeks is all that you get to mourn because you're a Black woman and you just got to move on, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as, as the, the, the time closes, I used every single second of those six weeks. But in the end, I had made a decision that I wanted to, one, um, apply to med school, but, but also... Uh, travel the world so that I can find myself and in that I had to elicit the elicit the help of some family and some friends to say hey look like I don't know how to tell y'all this but I'm failing I am broken I do not know who I am I am I am afraid of what I will become if I do not do this work and I need y'all to help me with these kids I need y'all to help me really just with with the children I need y'all to like Keep keep your, your judging at judgment at hell that faces to yourself. Like don't say shit to me. Just let me be while I figure it out. And I booked some flights um, to China, India, and Brazil. And what was interesting, and I think a lot of people should know this, if you know, if, if there's fear in your heart about taking those leaps, girl, I hadn't even had a passport, right? Like I had mm. flights and I didn't even have a passport. You booking these flights that I-, <laughs> I didn't have a passport, right? Like oh that's I was like, eh, I'm gonna figure it out. Right. If I if I got to figure out what I'm going to eat and where I'm going to sleep, I'm also going to figure out how I'm going to get to the far, far east and be, you know, and 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 figure out who I was. And so I I booked those flights, um, you know, spent spent the the last piece of of what savings I had and and, and did it quite cheaply. 
And I specifically wanted to go to India because I wanted to study at an ashram. I wanted to, um, to, to deepen my yoga practice because like I said, that's the only time I could ever remember feeling at home and home in my body. I wanted to go to Shanghai and, and not be among my culture, not be among my community and see if I could still experience human kindness and, um, and not get distracted with conversations and people. I just wanted to, to go and be, be um, with myself. And then I wanted to go to, to Brazil because I wanted to dance. I wanted to, to, to be on you know, the, the beaches, the Ipanema and, and just dance until I couldn't anymore. And that was what I sought out to do. And it was a solo mission. And I was scared, honey. You like, I, I was petrified. I had never even really been alone before. I had gotten married at 19, had my first baby two weeks before my 21st birthday. I didn't even know what it meant to be a woman without being a wife and a mother. But I had mm. to figure it out. Um, so I went to those places and you know, it, it really sparked something in me. Um, so then I like refused to come home. I was like, I'm not, I ain't found her yet. I've been found her yet. Like, Girl, if you don't come back home and get these kids. I was like, get these kids. You're trying to find yourself. I got to find their mom. Like, and that was like literally my <laughs> argument. Like when I find their mother, I will bring her back. I do yeah. not know where she is. I need time. And um, I went on to Colombia and Antigua and Antigua. You know, I had to learn that they were, those were two totally different places. Um, the way, eventually, I figured out, you know, that, that quintessential question of when a, you know, when a tree falls down in the forest and no one is around, does it make a sound? You know, what, what am I like when no one is telling me who I am for once in my life? How do I present in the world? How do I show up for myself? How do I show up for other people? And are there nice people out there? And once I felt like I found those answers, it took me like four months. I came back, I gathered my children, I went back to therapy. And when, when, I, when I looked around and said, yes, this, I like me, I love me. Then the, the next thing was, how do I do this for other women? Because I know that I wasn't alone in this. And I know that not everyone has the bravery, the finances or the willpower to get up and, and drop their kids off and, and run off to another country to, to figure it out. So how can I help them figure it out right there in Brooklyn, in Houston, in Atlanta, in Ohio, in Chicago? How can I help them? And, and my life then went to to continue to grow and learn as a person and an entrepreneur and a leader and a CEO. But all of those things do not, um, all of those things are not nearly as important as the, the number one um, job title I hold, which is as a servant, a servant to Black women a servant to to lost souls, a servant to my people. Your story is just so powerful to me. Like I can't even imagine just like the willpower, the resilience, just I just can't even imagine doing what you did. It's it's amazing. And I think especially right now in the time that we're in where there's so many things that we've had to shed this year mm -hmm. with the beliefs that we had of ourselves, especially with linking it to productivity and what we have and being able to do and all of those things that were just kind of stripped away from us this year. Yeah. So just hearing your story, I think people just need to know, got to figure it out. You got to mm -hmm. find yourself. You got to figure out what you need before you show up in the world, before you're able to show up in the world. The, the, I think the, 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 Biggest prerequisite to success is failure. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about that enough. Right? Yeah, because people don't want to fail. 
People don't want to fail. No. And you know what? Honestly, though, I don't think that people have an issue with failing. I think that people Mm -hmm. have an issue with other people knowing that they failed. Mm, Like we want to keep it a secret. We want to keep it a secret. We want to put on this facade. We want to, you know, put on a brave face. We want to be seen as whole and as beautiful. And so long as you're showing up um, not truly as those things, you are going to be pretending and you're yeah. not going to be, you know, learning how, how you can function in the world. Um, and, and you're not going to be successful. Uh, I, I think about it like, you know, people see success or, you know, I just imagine even if you're just hungry, right. And you see everybody around you eating and someone comes to you and they say like, you know, are you hungry? And you're like, nah, I'm like, I'm eating my plate full. Everything good over here. Mm-hmm. Why are you salivating over their little steak or, you know, over there, whatever, whatever food that they're having. And so no one helps you because no one knows that you are suffering. No one knows that you're in pain. And it is a humbling experience to have to say, yeah, actually, my plate is empty. My cup is empty. Do you have something to spare? But, and then even go one step further and say, well, can you tell me where, where the plug is? Can you tell me where you got it? And, and that can be reading books that can be listening to podcasts that could be actually asking someone but until we can admit it out loud that whatever choices that we've made or whatever cards that have been dealt to us led us to having a freaking empty plate until we can admit that there is not enough in that cup on that plate for us and that we are hungry we will continue to be so and so 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 i think it's more about you know, um, people not want people not wanting other people to see them fail. Like people would rather go dig, you know, a mill out of the damn trash can or go work mm-hmm. a, a demeaning job uh, than than admit that they're not happy and that they need um, space to figure it out and that they need support. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. Absolutely does. When's the last time you failed? What's the last thing that you failed at? Let's talk about failure. Um, you know, I, I love uh, being right. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I, I do not like, um, inherently, I do not like failing. I do not like being wrong. But it is something that I've learned to lean into. And so I say what's important for me is to make meaningful mistakes. Right, like that. What people, most people call failure, I now call a meaningful mistake, or my tuition to to you know Harnock Life University. Um, and I would say the last time I had done that was hiring on, like hiring. Right, when you when you're a small business, the people that you work with are so you know integral to to the success of your brand. And the the last meaningful mistake, aka failure, that I I learned was hiring someone because I was excited and that I was um, thirsty to have my weekends back and I was thirsty to press forward that I overlooked um, a lot of things, like a lot of things, hindsight is 2020, red flags. And, um, and the mistake wasn't hiring this person or this team, the mistake was not firing them fast enough. And mm-hmm. When I had to reflect I realized that the reason why I didn't fire them was because of my own ego. Because like I said, I did not, I do not inherently like being wrong. I accept it when I am, I'm, I'll hold myself responsible and accountable, but not firing them and not letting them go wasn't 
anything other than my ego because if I have to fire you, that means I have to admit that I, that I quote unquote made a mistake when I hired you in the first place. So I had to let go of my ego to make sure that my company could continue to move forward. And I think we do that a lot. We do that in not just, you know, maybe not everyone's a CEO and that not everyone's an entrepreneur, but in a relationship, we stay together, we stay with someone because we do not, we think like it's easy. No, no, your ego does not want to say, I picked the wrong partner and I, and I, gotta, I gotta backtrack. I was not right. And we don't give ourselves the space to say, based on the information that was available to me at the time I made that decision, it seemed like a good decision. And now with the information I have, she's not working. Right. <laughs> you gotta go. You're out of here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so something, I think that's something that we can, you know, that I've definitely learned, learned from, and I hope that, uh, all of your listeners can pick up on that gym and say like, drop your ego and think about your future. So with carving out this niche space in this community that didn't really exist at all until you created wow. it. I know now there's like trap yoga, this and this and that, but it didn't exist. You created Man. it. How did you do this while ignoring the naysayers, people who felt like, "Mm, that's not yoga. That's not how we do it here. Like, that's not what you went to India to learn. Like, what is this? What is she doing? Like, how did you do this and create this amazing community while dealing with that? Right. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, what, yoga? Yoga? (laughs) I think it boils back down to finding myself, honestly, because when I know without a shadow of a doubt who I am, can't nobody tell me shit. And that doesn't sound um, super humble. And it, it isn't, I don't intend for it to be. Because, you know, when, when, when you are not certain in who you are and someone tells you that's not yoga, what you're doing is whack, and you don't, um, and you don't remind yourself that, that it's more about how it feels to you and what your intentions are. And if your intentions are to do good and put good in the world, then you keep pushing. So I think the way that I pushed past the naysayers was to be um, unfuckwittable, was to believe in mm-hmm. myself so much so that um, they, they couldn't nobody tell me shit. And if it was somebody who was close to me, because I eventually dropped out of med school to, to, to pursue um, teaching trap yoga full time, you know, people who were close to me were saying like, girl, you're so stupid. Like, do you know how much money you were going to make in the medical field? Like yoga teachers are not that well paid. Like, and, and what you doing? Like, all you want to do is teach black women. Like black, like black women don't even do yoga like that. Come on, like mm-hmm. think with your brain, sweetie. And I had to get like very, very ruthless about protecting myself against anyone. And one of the things that I do is you know, I, I practice those lines. I, so I will not be caught off guard when somebody hits me with some BS. And, you know, my, one of my favorite lines when, when things would, you know, people would say things like that to me, would be like, you know, I can't control what you think about me. And I don't want to. But what I'm going to tell you is, don't say that shit to me. Like, I don't give a You can talk about me behind my back. Don't come to mm-hmm. me with no bullshit about me. If I'm going to fail, yeah. let me fail in peace. Because you're speaking fear and crop failure all over my shit right now. And, and I don't have time for it. <laughs> and so the first time, it was a warning. And every time after that, if you said something, I, 
girl, my own, my own people. I will hang up in your face and then text you and say, hey, I don't know who you were talking to, but it did not seem like the message that you were delivering was addressed to the right person. I'm going to give you time to figure that out. I'll call you in three weeks. Girl, let me write that Girl, down. And, and, and then I, I got no one. Like, I got no one within my family. Like, Brittany be tripping. Like, you can't tell her nothing, you know? And I had to just eat it and I had to eat that this, this, this path might be a lone one. But when I get where I'm going, they will all see the vision. And even if they don't, I see it. Because my whole thought process was even if I only changed one life, you know, it was worthwhile. Um, and, and we've been able to teach at this point, you know, we clock the numbers. I've, I've taught over 400,000 people, right? That's just amazing. I've, I've, I've casted things out to over 6 million things that I've participated in events, um, that have been, that, you know, have been live streamed. So there's, there's over 6 million people whose lives I've impacted. I see my online community, um, which is now an app. You can download the Trap Yoga Bay um, community in the app store and on Android. And I see, you know, them saying things. I see them taking that, making that shift. We, we looked at the analytics today and saw that the most, um, the prime time for my tribe members logging in to our app is at 8 a.m. That means that I've had such an effect on people's life that when they wake up in the morning, the first person they want to hear from is my ass. But if I listen to the naysayers and people saying, don't nobody want to hear that. Yoga not, is not supposed to be cursing. Yoga is not supposed to be twerking. Yoga is not supposed to be trap music. And, and I didn't take the, the, take the leap of faith to be like, I don't know about what y'all think it's supposed to be. I'm telling you what it is. Right? Right. Um, then I would have never been able to and impact people in the way that I had. But it started with me believing in myself and protecting myself fearlessly. And, you know, um, your name is beautiful and I like, I love it. And I'm pretty sure people misspell it. I mean, my name is Brittany, but it's spelled in, in such a way that people misspell it all the time. And, right. Yeah. And I think, you know, if it's not about protecting your business, it's about making, making sure people put respect on your name. And if someone, yeah. you know, mispronounces your name or in my case, someone misspells my name in an email you know, the old me would have been like, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. I'll just keep writing my name and eventually they'll get it. But I had to realize that like that's that's telling yourself that people can disrespect me just a little bit. And if you can disrespect me just a, and not even disrespect me, can not give me due diligence that I'm worth worthy of having, of paying attention to how my name is spelled. If we're exchanging emails and you want something from me or I'm giving something to you um, and and. It, it starts off with protecting yourself so small as when they say your name wrong, you don't let that slide. When you spell my name yeah. wrong, I, before I even respond to their message, I will send them another, a follow-up email saying, hey, quick, uh, quick call out, my name is, and I will spell my name. And I will wait for them to respond. I don't care if it's a deal that I'm, you know, that I'm going to make thousands of dollars off of. I will not respond to whatever that means, whatever that question, whatever that contract is until they respond telling me they understand what my name is. Because you will call me by my name and you're going, you're going, you're going to come correct. And it feels yeah. awkward. I think that's setting like the mm-hmm. standards of how to interact with you and how to treat and you. And it matters on that, even that level of minutia 
We have to begin mm-hmm. to demand our respect on that level. And demand your respect does not mean be disrespectful about it. It means correct people with compassion and give them space. But never, ever, 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 ever apologize or backtrack. I don't say, oh, well, you know, well, it's, you know, <laughs> it's the name my mom gave me. She can't spell. No, it's the name I have. And if you want to talk to mm-hmm. me, you are going to learn how to say it, how to spell it, and, and, and how to capitalize. Like, even if you spell it right, if you don't capitalize the B, I got you. So, so yeah. you know, we have to start protecting ourselves and showing up for ourselves in such a way that we never let the, the slightest bit of what I call, I call fuck shit. We never let the slightest bit of fuck shit slide. I feel like one thing about what you've created is that people are able to see themselves and what you've created. Was there ever fear or doubt you had when deciding to be the face of your brand? Because you could have easily, you know, created this and just taught the classes and maybe had other teachers, you know, franchise it. But was there ever any doubt or fear of like, oh, I don't know if I want to be the face yeah, of this Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly manifested before the first class. And, you know, I know you know a bit about the history of Trap Yoga, Trap Yoga Bay. Um, but for the sake of, of your listeners, uh, the first class I taught actually was not what I wanted to do. I had a friend who bought a yoga studio and needed to fill her roster. And she reached out to me and said, hey, you know, will you, I know you're a certified yoga instructor. Will you teach a class? And I had actually not been teaching because that's not what I got my certification for. And it was it was as a favor. And I, and I jokingly was like, if I'm going to teach a yoga class, like it's going to be however I want it. She's like, I don't care. Just show up. Right. Like whatever you do, just do it well. And, um, and I was freaking out. I was nervous when um, it took me a week to come up with my first flows. Uh, the first class sold out uh, after me posting like this twerky video. And like I almost shut down because when I was in high school and when I was in college, honestly, people didn't rock with me like that. Um, I, I, and it, it took a lot of cognitive reappraisal and meeting up with old people to, to learn that it was how I projected. In high school, you know, I was in, I was in foster care, so I, I actually lived alone. I was emancipated by the time I was 16, and I just didn't have a lot of friends, and no one was mean to me. Like, I, that, like, it wasn't like TV. I was, I'm from the hood. Like, there ain't no bullying like that in school. Like, I don't like you. Y'all, right. you yep. y'all just, I mean, you're from Chicago. You know, they don't like you about crap, but it's not yeah. like bullying, right? right like, exactly. punch her in her face, and she ain't gonna talk to me no more. Um, and so in college was, was very similar, but it wasn't until I was able to, um, open up and try to explore, like, why do I feel so uncomfortable in front of the masses and even going back to people and being like, yo, you know, you don't owe me any explanation, but you were really like awkward to me in high school. Can you, can you tell me what going to school was like with me? And what I ended up finding out was I was just too grown. Right, I had jobs when mm-hmm. I was sixteen. I didn't have time to be playing those games. By the time my second semester of uh, or my, my second semester of my sophomore year in college, I was married. I had kids, and so people were like, actually, you just you had your shit together, and so nobody bothered you because you didn't seem like you wanted to be bothered. Well, I internalized that and thought no one wanted to be my friend. So I was really, mm-hmm. particularly like just was like people like people look at me crazy. People like I just didn't feel like I connected. But I had already done the work. I had found myself and I pushed myself to, to get in front of that crowd and to do it. And when I tell you, 
you know, it was so well received. I had never even seen, you know, 92 people showed up. Almost all of them were black women. I'd never seen that many black women in a yoga class. And I've been at all years, yeah. um, you know, on and off at that point. And so it became like it, all of my pain and all of the things that I had been through in life at that moment made sense when people started coming up to me after that very first class and telling me how relatable it was and how fun it was. And I realized that, you know, there are going to be people who are not going to like me and that's okay. But the people who will fuck with me, they're going to rock with me hard for them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ham and I am not going to hide behind this brand because what I, it doesn't matter what I'm selling. I'm a, I'm a hope dealer. I'm an energy dealer. And they need to see the face. They need to hear the story. They need to hear the pain. And they need to see that if I didn't open my mouth and tell you what I've been through, you would think that it was all peaches and cream because I show up healed and I want people to know my story um, so that they can understand that no matter where they are, if they do the work, you can show up healed. You can show up successful. You can move beyond any circumstances that you've ever experienced with only one exception and that is death. And once you're dead, you don't give a damn. I love one part of how you kind of focus on the healing is with your affirmations. So how do you come up with the affirmations for the classes that you it's, um, it's We call them ratchet affirmations. And it's actually mm -hmm. the way that I've always spoken. Um, people tell me that I have like almost a, a, a either a poetry or a pastor sort of cadence. And, um, and I, I know I just speak very sound by me. And so I had some, some team members very early on who I would say things and they would, we, we first started calling them trap yoga bay proverbs. And then they started calling them bayism. And then I was like, no, these are affirmations, but I curse a lot. So they're ratchet affirmations. <laughs> yeah. Trademark that. Let's file that. Let's, let's, let's push forward. And so they come up from conversations. Um, they come up from, you know, um, inspirational information that I read they come up from me going through things like each most of the ratchet affirmations have a story have something you know even though it's a couple of words they're things that I've learned through a lot of pain through a lot of triumph or things that I've come up with after hearing other people's personal stories with pain right so when I say things like you can accept someone for who they are and not fuck with them for that very same reason that is that is a revelation that I had one day that I had to, that I had to live through, or, you know, a lot of the pain that I went through uh, with my family and, and feeling like, damn, you know, as a kid, why didn't y'all love me? Right. And to go back and, and as an adult who's found healing to look at them and, and, and engage in them and be like, you don't love you. Right. <laughs> so the affirmation comes. Yeah. You can't expect someone to, to give you shit that they haven't given themselves. It sounds That's harsh, hard. but it actually allowed space for me to have forgiveness. It allowed me to say, hey, mom, I love you because I know that you gave me the best that you had. And although it wasn't a way that I wanted to receive, you know, love from you, it, 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 it was your best. And, and I don't want to keep making you feel shitty for what you could or could not do. And, you, you know, you, you were a vessel and you got me into this earth. And I'm an adult now, and I'm and although I had no control over whatever happened to me as a, as a youth, I have the responsibility to move forward, right? And or or even the ratchet affirmation: it's an extremely dangerous sport to care for somebody who doesn't give a fuck about themselves. 
realizing that, mm. you know, you want to help somebody out of a situation, but you didn't even stop to think, do they really want to be out of that situation? And you, we, we loan people money that we don't have to loan. We give people our time that we really need to reserve for self-care or for pushing our own agenda. And then they make, they, they don't make any good use of it. And so then I realized that like, I can't give, I can't fuck with people who don't fuck with themselves. That's dangerous. And so I can go on and on, but that's where, that's how these ratchet affirmations come up and that's how they show up. And I love it. Um, they're super specific, but also general. So then it's, it's kind of like, you know, that, that really good sermon you get at church where you're like, I think he was talking straight to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's also general enough that, that, you know, what they say, um, you know, if it, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. But if it's, you know, add pressure to mm-hmm. that shit and, 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 and remember, remember those sage words said in a word in, in a way that, that we can receive it and that we can understand. Thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. I think one like amazing thing about your brand is just the branding, um, the trait, like your, the name, the branding, the marketing. So are there some tips that you can give people who are trying to come up with like their branding or good marketing? Because you, I feel like have nailed it. Absolutely. And it makes you stand out in the market. Like Trap Yoga Bay. Immediately I wanna what is that about? Yeah. Like what is Trap Yoga? What? Even if you don't even know, you want to find out more just based off of a name. So did you have any um I guess like any challenges with coming up with the name and branding and any tips that you can give someone else who's trying to work on their marketing and yeah, branding I think if as we're well? Talking about names, uh, I say dichotomize, right? Um, and, and that's what works for, for us. I think that it's really good to keep it simple, right? Like people try to come up with names, you know, like they great, great grandpa and, you know, all of that. And that's cute and sweet, but it doesn't tell people immediately what it is that they're doing. Um, because we have to realize that people think with their crocodile brain, which is the old brain that says, can I ignore this information? Is it not useful? Um, and so one of the things that's been really good for the Trap Yoga Bay brand is to, to think about that dichotomous nature of putting two things together that, um, that are unexpected and simple enough that people get it just by knowing. So when you think trap, you know, you're like, okay, like the trap, drug dealing, music, got it. When you think yoga, you think ohm, peaceful, thin white women, right? Um, and so you put trap yoga together and you're like, the brain is like, this is novel. I do not understand mm-hmm. how those two things go together. <laughs> so let me go and look. And so you have to, so then, you know, for me in the branding, it, it, it wasn't enough to just pique people's interest with the name. Because then when you, if I, I can get you to come and look at my site, or I can get you to look at my social media, or I can get you to come to my class, I damn sure better give you a, a consistent experience. Um, so, you know, to, to, to add consistency all the way throughout. And I've also just had a really, really, really tight hold on my branding from the very beginning. When I was, you know, going, I didn't have my own events that were big yet and I was going to other people's events. They would be like, oh yeah, we'll give you a band. And I'm like, nah, it's, it's cool. And I would spend, you know, all of the money that I thought that I, like, that I could on my branding. And I would, you know, show up and my table would look different than other people's. And I would, you know, walk around and I would pass out stickers of the Trap Yoga Bay lips and I'd be like, put it on your laptop, let them know it's mine. You know, or I would walk up to people and be like, all I need you to do is twerk for this. And if they're like, I don't want to twerk for it, I said, fine, I'm going to twerk for it. But if I twerk for it, you won't have to put it on your laptop. <laughs> so, so to really, um, it goes back to the whole 
Make sure they spell your name right. Make sure they get it right. Um, after I did all of the hard work to trademark the, the name Trap Yoga Bay, again, if someone sends me something and they put Trap Yoga Bay without that R at the end, I'm like, you misspelled it. Take that shit back. Um, and the other tip I, I, I would say is, is to really consider colors and how they affect people. Um, down to my, my branding matters to me, down to how I color my hair. If you've seen me, I have blue, green hair. And because, you know, I know that that color signifies healing. And I want people to see me walk up with this big curly afro, um, which shows I'm showing up as my authentic self with green hair, which one says, I don't give a fuck, right? But also say, um, hey, this color mm-hmm. is about healing. Um, so think about how, how colors affect people. Um, how your messaging affects people and then add consistency and do not let up. That was hell advice. Actually, we should, we should be this yes. good advice. Right <laughs> <laughs> with everything that's been happening with the pandemic and what ways have you had to pivot? I feel like everyone's pivoted in some way. Um, have you had to pivot? If, if yeah, so, um, uh, luckily for us, we had made the decision to transition to an online community several months before the pandemic hit. And our thought process honestly was, you know, one, I was getting a little tired, right? We had been touring for two years. Um, we were doing, you know, 16 classes uh, a weekend, three days, uh, three weekends a month. And, and that's a lot. It's a lot of wear and tear on the body. It's expensive. Um, and you just really want to, you know, be on the home front. But more, even more important than that, I met so many beautiful women um, across these different cities and I wanted to be able to connect them. So we started building this online community. We call it the Trap Tribe, um, which started off as like this teachable thing and then transitioned into, you know, a better community and is now an app. Uh, and that ended up being one of the best decision, business decisions that we made so that when the pandemic hit and all of our live events were canceled, you know, we were kind of like, all right, this is cool because it gives us a chance to hunker down and to really, really focus, um, to focus on building this community, to focus on building this evergreen content so that I can now be omnipresent and I can meet people where they are, where they are in their pocket in the middle of the night, when they're crying, when they're uncertain, when they don't have the will to live or when they don't know, you know, what tomorrow is going to bring. We've, we've been able to take that, that extra time to build that content out for them. Um, and then other than that, it went, we, we, we pivoted to being a little bit more um, hyper-focused on getting our corporate contacts and our corporate deals. So now we're, you know, wellness partners for some of the biggest brands uh, in America where I can now, you know, um, do a Zoom video for, uh, for, for one of these brands right, right here from our living room. And the beautiful part was, you know, when you get your LLC, you can upgrade your living situation. Uh, and because now, you know, that's, that's a, that's a part, that's, that's your home office. So mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit of survivor's remorse about it. Um, but 2020, aside from all of the madness that's been going on and, and keeping that off of my back and, and pressing forward uh, as a business has been one of the, the better years, not one of the better, has been the best year since you know, the inception of the brain and finding my purpose. What do you have coming up? What do you have going on? What's new? Yeah, so um, the app that I keep talking about, that is the newest thing. Um, We also have um, some partnerships coming up with some big brands, which is going to be bringing the the Trap Yoga Bay yoga experience 
to telephones, not telephones, uh, TVs, smartwatches, oh. and all of that. So keep an eye out in Q1. Oh, yeah, um, that's, that's awesome. We'll be releasing, you know, what that is and how you can get me on your TV. Uh, and really, it's, 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 pushing, it's pushing that app and pushing that community. Because if you like me, thank you. But what, what I really have to offer is a group of more than a thousand women who are just like me, who are um, on this journey and who wants to, to build community and support people so that we can all have um, substantial change, but also um, change that, that we can sustain long-term from now until, until the end of us. Yes. Is the app available on Apple and Android or one or the other? Both, both. I can't okay. leave my, um, I know a lot of Android users get left out and we, it was very important to us that we did not do that. So you can find it on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store. Oh, good. Awesome. So this part of the show we call taking a deeper look at the real deal behind the hustle. What is a quote, verse, or mantra that keeps you encouraged? Honestly, randomly, um, a Jay, like several Jay-Z lyrics came up, but they all said the same thing. Um, the, when he's like, uh, just set your price and live your life. Yeah. Or, you know, and move forever when he's like, gee, you hear that? That's the sound of the price going up. Yeah. It's not, always, it's not all about money, but I think, you know, we pay people to solve problems. And I think that I solved the problem of self-love and um, or the lack of self-love and the lack of empowerment and so um in this capitalistic society my ability to change lives and get referrals show me um you know what i've been able to do and gives me the space to raise my children comfortably um so that i can continue to create so um a lot of a lot of jay-z racial prices just popped into my mind um and then the ratchet affirmations that like just spew out of my heart Earlier when we were talking about it, I had a hard time stopping my life. <laughs> going on and on about the match after. So, all of those things live inside of me. Is there a tool or an app that helps you manage your life or work that you couldn't live without? Ooh, yes. Um, I say get a habit tracker. There are, you know, uh, 40% of what we do is on automation. And uh, we need to start being more cognizant about the unconscious choices that we make. And so I have a habit tracker that keeps me on track saying, hey, these are the five things that I need to do every day, no matter what. Like, um, take a moment to mind my business, <laughs> drink some water, do yoga, say something um, of gratitude to someone who is important to me um, and say something kind to a stranger. Like, those are literally habits that I doubt, that I've put inside um, a habit tracking app and I make sure that I review it several times a day and that I tap, tap, tap so that I can continue to, um, to manifest the life that I want and I deserve and to create the inertia to keep me propelling forward in my life and my career. What book should every girl behind the hustle read? Hmm. I would say Atomic Habits by James Clear. The, again, going back to, uh, to, 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 to the habits, when we want to change our lives, we think it's like this big ass overhaul. And when I discovered that it was the tiniest of things, it made change so much more palatable and so much more um, reasonable to attain. So I, I would tell everybody, read a book to learn about the, the little things that you can do that make huge differences. And what's your go-to song before a meeting or to kick off your day? Um, 
We got our we got our music person. She's actually here for me. DJ True Star, you you are the music god in here. And <laughs> I need to listen to something. What do you think my go-to song is um, before I walk into a meeting or to get myself hyped for something? Yeah, back to it. Yes. So uh, Jay Z and Rick Ross. Fuck me, you know I got it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I, I end up driving real fast on the freeway, and I got I got every time. <laughs> yeah, and she she also said uh, "Legend" by Drake is my oh, yeah. legend is my congratulations song. Like that's yeah. when I'm like I did it. I put on for my city. Yes, I, I like I did I did a good thing. So on my way in, I'm listening to 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 that that uh, Rick Ross Jay Z song. On my way out, I'm listening to Legend. Love it. What does self care look like for you? Self care looks like remembering that no is a full ass motherfucking sentence. Mm-hmm. That, it is. That's it. And I guess I can't really say nothing more about it because we just got to leave it like that. Like, boom. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank. My name is, and one truth about the hustle is. My name is Brittany. I go by the moniker Trap Yoga Bay. And my one truth about the hustle is you got it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for sharing all of the details and secrets behind your hustle. Please let our listeners know how they can connect with you. The best way to find me is by looking up Trap Yoga Bay. You can Google me, go to trapyogabay.com. I'm Trap Yoga Bay on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. That is the, that is for listening to the episode can't wait to see you guys this upcoming thursday on november 19th as we sit down with Brittany and chat about all things hustle related if you guys have any questions you'd like for us to ask her shoot an email over to hey girl at girlbehindthehustle.com and of course you can always connect with us on facebook or instagram at girl behind the hustle until next week hustle and grace <laughs>